0: Pope Francis has met with a group of transgender people in Rome in conjunction with his Wednesday audience. This is the fourth time that Pope Francis has met with transgender people. And we're going to look at the story, look at the report, look at his words, and then we're going to take a left turn and we're going to look at Pope Francis's meetings with James Martin. Here's James Martin's tweet. And then an open letter that Pope Francis wrote to Outreach. What is Outreach? Outreach is the Elemento PLGPT group. Uh, it looks like sponsored or run by James Martin, the, uh, the Jesuit. We're going to look at Pope Francis's open letter to them. Uh, regarding their ministry. And uh, then we're going to look at outreach as a ministry and what they're doing. We'll explore their website, etc. So if you're just joining, going live right now, we are discussing Pope Francis' meeting with transgender guests in Rome. And before we pray, I would like to gently, carefully, accompany people, and just ask a really obvious question. What's the elephant in the room? Why is it that transgenders have had four meetings, Pope Francis, but sidelined Chinese Catholics don't have that meeting? A cardinal from Hong Kong doesn't have that meeting. I mean, a Chinese woman did. Try to talk to Francis, and she got hit by Francis. Do you remember that? And what about the pastoral accompaniment of people who are sidelined in the church? Like traditionalists. I'm not playing a victim card. I'm just asking a rhetorical question. I'm not a victim. If you're a traditional Catholic, you're not a victim. We don't pretend to be victims. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we're going to say our prayer. And then we're going to look at more of the double standard that goes on in today's hierarchy, with today's clergy. All right, so we're going to look at Pope Francis, the transgender guest, but before we do, we are going to pray together. And I will invite you to pray with me, the Our Father. Oremus, Nomini nomine Patris et Fides, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, venia regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos temitimos debitoribus nostris, et nenos and ducas in tentationem, se libera malo. Amen. St. Pius the 10th, pray for us, Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us, St. Joseph, pray for us, St. Philomena. Pray for us. and nomine Patris, Vidi et spiritu Sancti. Amen. Today will be a bit of a special day. Uh, I'll do some Q&A at the end. So if you ever wanted to ask a question, sometimes I do Q&A. Today will be a and a day. Also, I'll have my friend Matt Gasper's on live tomorrow for a dynamic duo show. So make sure that you are subscribed to this channel hit the subscribe it's in the bottom right corner there's a little icon there click on it subscribe hit the bell and you'll be notified also while you're at it let's go ahead and give this video a thumbs up and share it on facebook and twitter right now there's over 400 of you live and only 79 likes Mm, mm, mm. that's no good we got to pump up those likes let's go ahead and throw two or three hundred likes on there And let's get going. Okay, so I'm going to share the story here. Uh, It's on several different news sites. First of all, look at this nice setup I got here. New on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Got my face over here on the right and the news over here on your left. Isn't that nice? Uh, I want to thank all the Patreon patrons who made it possible for me to get this cool little box that's right here next to me that has scene changes. It's going to really make things streamlined and add some quality. So, a big thank you to all the Patreon patrons who basically provided this new feature on the podcast. All right, so the headline, this is the AP version. Pope Francis meets transgender guests of Rome Church. So, he's back from Canada. He wore the the chief's headdress. They did the smudging with the incense and the feathers. They prayed and invoked the Western grandmother to have access to the circle of spirits. All that's been done. He's back in Rome, and we're, we're moving on to a new phase, a new uh, public moment. So Pope Francis meets transgender guests of Rome Church. What's going on here? Okay, here's the story. Pope Francis has met with a fourth group of transgender people, who found shelter at a Rome church, the Vatican newspaper reported Thursday. La Osservatore Romano said that the encounter took place Wednesday on the sidelines of Francis's weekly general audience. The newspaper quoted Sister Genevieve Geneningros and the Reverend Andrea Coniccia as saying the Pope's welcome brought their guests hope. Reverend Andrea, hopefully that's a dude. I mean, okay, I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. Not going to say it, my friends. You maybe knew what I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. The Blessed Immaculate Virgin Mary community on the Torvianica, slaughtered that word, neighborhood on Rome's outskirts, opened its doors to transgender people during the coronavirus pandemic. What does that mean? Can anyone in the comments tell me like they opened their doors for people to live there, to go to mass there? If anyone knows, anyone's in Rome, let me know. Francis previously previously met with some of them on April 27th, June 22nd, August 3rd, and then again now August yesterday 10th. So, picking up the pace. Quote, no one should encounter injustice or be thrown away. Everyone has dignity of being a child of God. The paper quoted Sister Jenin Jenin Gross. Francis has earned praise, praise for some members of the LGBTQ community for his outreach. When asked in 2013 about a purportedly gay priest, he replied, Who am I to judge? Even though... He does judge those of us who want the traditional Latin Mass. It's a pity. True pity. He has met individually and in groups with transgender people over the course of his pontificate. Now you may be thinking, hey, what's wrong with meeting, saying hello to some transgender people? I mean, didn't Jesus meet with sinners, hang out with prostitutes, tax collectors? Yes. We're going to talk about that today. We'll get to that. The article goes on, but he has strongly opposed gender theory and has not changed church teaching that holds that homosexual acts are intrinsically ordered. In 2021, he allowed publication of a Vatican document asserting that the Catholic Church cannot bless same-sex unions since, quote, God cannot bless sins. Recently, Francis wrote a letter praising the initiative of a Jesuit-run ministry for LGBTQ Catholics called Outreach. And today, we are going to look at that, all right? We're going to look at their site, look at what they're up to and all that. I think you'll find it very interesting. Isn't that nice how I can transition back and forth? Very clean. Thank you, Patreon. Francis praised a recent outreach event at New York's Jesuit Fordham University and encouraged organizers to, quote, Keep working in the culture of encounter, which shortens the distances and enrichen, enriches us with differences in the same manner of Jesus, who made himself close to everyone. End quote. The first Jesuit Pope of the Roman Catholic Church has spoken of his own ministry to gay and transgender people, insisting they are children of God, loved by God, and deserving of accompaniment by the Church. And that's the end of the article from AP. And it's on all the major news groups. It's a major, major big story, as you can imagine. Okay, so back to the justification, to the objection. Hey, look, our our Lord Jesus Christ was born among sinners, died among sinners, ministered to sinners. So, who can point their sinful little finger and say, How dare you? Aren't you being like a Pharisee? Aren't you being one of the rigid religious people who constantly criticize Jesus because he ate with tax collectors? Isn't that what we're dealing with here? Look, it is... Catholic belief, Catholic custom, that the laity and even more the clergy enter into the evangelization, the proclamation of the gospel in the most sinful, the most wicked, the most depraved, and the most disordered parts of society. And for people. You read about the great saints. They are engaging. They are, to use a Francis word, encountering the sinners. I was just reading this morning. Unfortunately, I forgot the saint's name. uh, But he converted thousands of prostitutes and helped them get out of that lifestyle and live a chaste life. So this has been going on all the way back to the New Testament and even before. You know, I was just reading uh, Joshua and Judges, and there's the story of Rahab the harlot. She's a harlot. She's a prostitute. She's a whore. And yet, she works with the people of Israel. She and her house are saved. So the whole idea that we have to be perfect, that we have to be saints before we walk into the door of a church or encounter Jesus Christ is false. But here's the distinction. Here's the thing that we have lost since the 1960s. Repent and sin no more. Mm, mm, mm. I said it. Repent and sin no more. How many times... Does Christ our Lord say that? I'm going to look it up. I wasn't preparing to do this, but I'm just going to look it up. Sin no more. Hook me up, computer. All right. In John's gospel, two times. Afterward, Jesus find him in the the temple and said to him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more lest something worse happen to thee, says Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 11, who said, No man, Lord, and Jesus said, Neither will I condemn thee. Go now and sin no more. You see, the message of Jesus Christ is, Come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. Cast your cares upon him. Come to him broken, wounded, sinful, dirty. Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. We hear all throughout the Bible. Yes. But see, we're not Lutherans where we just believe that we have faith alone and then God imputes righteousness onto a ledger or onto a banknote. We believe that Jesus Christ calls us to transformation. He calls us not to remain filthy. He calls us to become gold, to become pure, to become what the Catholic Church calls saints. And the way you become a saint is you obey the words of Jesus to the best of your ability with his grace. Go And sin no more so if you were or are a prostitute or you're an adulterer or you're a fornicator or you're a thief Jesus comes to you he spends time with you he talks with you but he says look the stealing no more. The adultery, it's gotta stop. The fornication has to stop. You have a concubine living with you. What's a concubine? Someone who lives in your home where you in which you have relations, procreative relations, but you're not married. That's a concubine. Nowadays they call it live in boyfriend, live in girlfriend. I advocate Let's just use the biblical word concubine. Oh, he has a concubine. That's what it is. Do you agree with me? Hit the like button. Thumbs up. The problem in this scenario is no one is being told, go and sin no more. I'm going to get a little frank. It's very clear in Scripture that you cannot enjoy sexual pleasure if you are not in a real marriage as defined by God, which is Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. That rules out masturbation. It rules out premarital sex it rules out fornication and adultery it rules out sodomy rules out all those things the it rules out contraception yes you heard me say it maybe some of our non-catholic friends watching are like oh whoa dr taylor marshall said the c word contraception yes You may or may not know this. But I'm going to break it down for you. Men have a special set of organs. You know what I'm talking about? Women have a special set of organs that are different. You following me here? This is deep. Those two organ, sets of organs, the male organs and the female organs, They fit together, designed by God. God made it that way for a reason. What is the reason? To make a baby. To make a baby. When you look, let's say, at the stomach, the esophagus, the intestines, that whole system, if you're a doctor and you look at it, why did God make the digestive tract? Hmm. Let's study it. Let's look at it. To absorb nutrients into the body. That's why we have a digestive tract. If you look at the procreative organs of a man, and you look at the procreative organs of a woman, and you realize they fit together, and when they do, you can make a baby. That's why we have those organs. That's why God Almighty, the Blessed Trinity, made those organs. So if you're using those organs not in the way that God designed them, inside the covenant, the contract, the sacrament that binds the man and the woman together so that they can raise the baby for the next 16 to 22 years in america we say age 18. No, you know we humans aren't like horses where we just come out of the womb and start running around and living life no babies humans it take a while to race trust me i got eight of them working on it. it can be rough that's why a man and a woman are married and that's why intercourse must happen inside that contract, that covenant, that sacrament. All right, so are you with me? So anyone who is using the proc... Thanks for the super chats. Anyone who is using the procreative organs, contrary to the way God said, in Catholicism, we call that a sin, even masturbation. And if you use the organs in a way... But you use preventatives, contraception, that's a sin too. See, all we Catholics are saying is the man, the male organs and the female organs go together for a certain purpose and you shouldn't thwart that purpose. That's the whole point of it. And you got all these crazy people all over earth saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're like, no, that's what they're for. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's what they're for. Can we just agree on it? Now, That was sort of a sidetrack on why is it that we would say that homosexuality or cutting off your male organs or your female organs, all that, why we would say, "Mm, don't do that. God doesn't want you to do that. That's not what God designed. I mean, it's part of natural law and it's part of the Bible. Read Romans chapter one. It breaks down homosexuality, and lesbianism. Romans chapter 1. Write that down right now. Tonight before you go to bed, read Romans 1. And so what Francis is missing is the go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Is this a sin? Or is it just a lifestyle? If it's just a lifestyle, you can bless it. No big deal. It's not evil. It's not embarrassing. It's not bad. It's just a lifestyle. You know, I like to wear a blazer. It's my lifestyle. You know, I like to wear cowboy boots. That's my lifestyle. If these sexual acts and identities are just a lifestyle, yeah, it's no big deal. But if it's contrary to the revealed will of God, then it is a big deal. And so we have to say, go and sin no more. A woman who sells her body and uses her procreative organs in a way contrary to God's will for money, right? That's wrong. So we have to say that's wrong. Right? And then if two dudes, two women wanna, you know, I'm not gonna get into it all the little ears watching, listening, but you get the point here. We got to say, no, no, that ain't legit. That ain't legit. I got two thumbs down. We got two Jesuits watching right now. Just came in. So y'all need to go ahead and battle it out. Give this, give this some more thumbs up, not thumbs down. All right, let's continue looking at this ministry. And again, I'm going to do Q and a towards the end. That Pope Francis is endorsing. That's run by James Martin. Now, here is the website outreach. Okay, so let's just take a quick look-see here. I'm going to move. Hopefully it'll allow me. Oh, look at this. Look at that. That is legit right there. I'm going to make it a little smaller. Is that going to work? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Well, now it's not going to scoot. right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make myself. See, I've never used this new feature before, so you have to bear with me. Hmm. Hmm. Well, drats. Maybe it's locked. Is it locked? Well, darn. Okay, maybe if I get rid of myself. It won't even let me get rid of myself. All right, well, I'll just tell you what it says. Oh, wait, here we go. i get rid of myself right here. Boom. Okay, we got uh, building a bridge trailer. We got the trailer. Uh, Father James Martin advocates for Catholic acceptance of the LGBTQ community. We got that going on. We also have, let's see what else. Still Beloved, Remembering Reginald Adams. I don't know who that is. Amoris Laetitia and Gay Marriage, A Closer Look by Francis Clooney S.J. And I've been saying for years that Amoris Laetitia is what? What's it all about? Hmm? It's all about normalizing anything that's not a man and a woman. That's a problem. What else we got here? Oh goodness, we got something French. We got "Heartstopper." Help me love myself a little bit more. Got Spanish. Sister Monica. Companies. Uh, trans persons. It says here in the Spanish. Out in church documentary tops viewing states in Germany. Uh, Here we go. We got 30 LGBTQ plus religious saints throughout history. Y'all want to look at that? Let's look at that. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-oh. We value... I don't know if I want to accept that. Yeah, I'm going to manage that. Okay, so no. Oh, my goodness. Why are they asking me? See, James Martin wants to know I was here. So don't reject all. I want to reject all. Won't let me. Come now. Reject all. Why y'all got to be like this? Save and exit. Okay. Here is 30 LGBTQ religious saints. I don't know about that. Make it bigger here. Okay, so let's get going here. We got St. Alred. What's that all about? His writings convince the historian that he was a gay man. Okay, whatever. Joan of Arc, give me a break. Uh, The implications of her cross dressing get explored in depth. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing, y'all. Joan of Arc wasn't cross dressing. All right, Joan of Arc was fighting a war. And. In war, you have to ride horses, so there's pants. But also, if you're a woman and you get captured, sadly, during that time period, you're going to get raped. And Joan of Arc, in her testimony, says, I'm wearing pants because I don't want to get raped. So it's not, this is so dishonest that they're running this. Can't believe it. So very dishonest. And go back to old school here. Whoop, that's no good. Why is it so big? See, I was all bragging about my new uh, features. And uh, here we go. It's not working out as well. Okay, now we're going to go down to what else are they promoting? Uh, the Black Madonna? What? It's the patron saint of lesbians. It's a combination of black Madonna and the Haitian goddess voodoo. No, that's fake news. This is just sacrilegious blasphemy. See, this is what James Martin is promoting. All right, James Martin is promoting this nonsense. And we got to say H to the no, no way we ain't doing this. Let's go on here. Bernard of Clairvaux and Malachi? What? They ain't gay. What? After Malachi and I. Okay, so Malachi or Malachi. Uh, Mount. Mal- uh, he was an Irish saint, and you've heard the prophecies of Saint Malachi of all the popes over time. That's what we're talking about. He was a friend of Bernard of Clairvaux. They they says they had a a lengthy personal relationship. And he died in Bernard's arms. Bernard wore the fallen religious leader's habit for his remaining years. Upon his death, Bernard was buried alongside Malachi on church grounds. Why does that make him gay, though? Why that got to be gay? Why can't Bernard and Malachi be be buddies, be bros? I don't know. This is ridiculous. This is what... J- Oh, this one's horrible. St. Boris and George the Hungarian. Whatever, dude. See, they got to make everything gay. Brigid. According. Believed by some to be the last high priestess of the Celtic goddess Brigid, the nun Brigid would become Ireland's most famous female saint, according to Q Spirit. She would take in the younger nun, Dar Lugdod, as a soul friend. The two, growing so close that they would share the same bed, and the women today are revered in parts of the world as lesbian saints. Why's that gotta be lesbian? St. Francis? What? What? He may have defied gender norms of the day and likely held deep affection for another man, perhaps Brother Elias of Cortana. He once allowed a woman to join a monastery after cutting her hair to look like a man and live as Brother Jacoba. Oh, come now. This ain't LGBT. The medieval Catholics believe that sodomy was worthy of the death penalty. Hildegard, being in... Well, she ain't a lesbian. Many scholars believe this German nun showed a strong emotional attraction to women, most notably towards her assistant Richardis von Stott. That relationship was depicted in the two thousand nine film Vision by German feminist director Margareta von Trotta. Yeah, of course it was. Some feminist director, Saint John of the Cross. The writings have made him an important figure to modern LGBT people of faith, as noted in Terrence Weldon's Queer Spirituality. Oh, John. They always got to go, John. John's my patron saint, my confirmation saint. Why? They say he was gay because at the Last Supper, he had his head on the chest of Jesus. Why that got to be gay? I don't get it. I'm surprised they don't have David. Oh, Lazarus. Oh, because when when Lazarus died, Jesus cried. So that makes Lazarus gay. What? Reverend Nancy Wilson even suggests that Lazarus' sister, Mary and Martha, may have actually been lesbian lovers, while Jesus and Lazarus lived together as male. No, come on. Blasphemy. Sacrilege. This is James Martin. Linking this trash. I'm done. Oh, they got jumped. I'm done. Disgusting. Degeneracy. This is complete and I am surprised, James Martin, that you're linking this trash. Bernard has Malachi die in his arms, and that means he's a gay. I'm sorry. That just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so this article that I just went through was featured on the outreach. Let me go back here. Right here, right on the outreach ministry. And Francis is endorsing the outreach ministry, as you can see here. In new letter to Outreach, Pope Francis calls Catholics to foster a culture of encounter. Well, I don't want to encounter this. This is just lies, man. Joan of Arc was trans because she wore pants in war. You know how dumb that is? Pope Francis, you're endorsing these people. I'll say it again. I don't see how Pope Francis can be Pope. I just don't see. Does he have the charism of the keys? Does he have the Petrine Munis? All right. Let's read the text of Francis. Here's the original. It's to James Martin, by the way, the guy who runs Outreach. Dear brother, thank you for the letter you sent me a few weeks ago, along with the Outreach 2022 brochure. Time out. Can we get some trad Catholics out there to send some brochures of the traditional Latin mass to Francis and help help him understand us? Anybody got some brochures? TLM brochures, FSSP brochures, Institute of Christ the King brochures, throw in a SSPX brochure. Let's send some brochures because apparently Francis is getting brochures from James Martin and he's reading them and he's writing letters. Maybe we need a Dr. Taylor Marshall brochure. The bro brochure. Anyway, he says, thank you for the letter he sent me a few weeks ago, along with the outreach 2022 brochure. Congratulations for having been able to make the event happen this year in person. I'm aware that the most valuable thing is not what appears in the brochure or in the photos but what happened in the interpersonal encounters. In fact, the pandemic made us seek alternatives to shorten the distances. It also taught us that certain things are irreplaceable, among them the possibility to look at each other face to face, even with those who think differently or those whose differences seem to separate or even confront us. When we overcome these barriers we realize that there is more that unites us than separates us, Pope Francis says. I encourage you all to keep working in the culture of encounter, which shortens the distances and enriches us with differences. Time out. Are we saying that people, for example, who say, Joan of Arc was trans because she wore pants during a war. I mean, that's just dishonest. I mean, are these differences enriching me and enriching you? I don't think so. I feel poorer when I read this trash. I mean. How can someone say Joan of Arc is trans because she wore pants? Does that mean every woman in the world that's wearing pants right now is like borderline trans? I'm just from Texas. Just trying to understand. (sighs) Enriches us with the differences in the same manner of Jesus who made himself close to everyone. I assure you of my prayers. Do not stop praying for me. May Jesus bless you and the Blessed Virgin Mary care for you. Fraternally, Francis. Look at the letter up here. Here it is right here. Fraternalamente, Francis. Okay. So that's Francis endorsing outreach. And this is the outreach site. And I got to say, it ain't Catholic. It just is not Catholic. Oh, here we go. I got I got it moving. I just had to blow it up here a little bit. Okay. You know, this whole article on 30 LGBTQ religious saints is just totally bogus. Let's see what else is on here. Then we'll do Q&A. And you can, on Q&A, you can ask me about all kinds of stuff. Doesn't have to be about About this. Okay, we got a brief guide to ministry with LGBTQIA youth by Cody Sanders. A film produced by Martin Scorsese looks at the Catholic Church's treatment of the LGBTQ community. Then we've got a home for all, a Catholic call for LGBTQ non discrimination. And you know, I just want to say, I think I said it already and I've said it in previous videos I don't want to discriminate against anybody. I don't want to discriminate against anybody. But if you come, you know, like i used the example before, if, if you love drinking scotch and you're a Muslim, you can't go to your mosque and your imam and say, I want to star. I want everybody here to have a scot drinking scotch whiskey ministry at the mosque. And I'm like, well, as Muslims, we don't consume alcohol. We believe it's a sin. Why, why are you rejecting me? Why are you discriminating against me? I want to have a scotch, uh Quran study. We, we read the Quran and we drink scotch whiskey and the, The Imam says, look, I mean, we're Muslims. We don't drink scotch. We don't drink whiskey. Why are you discriminating against me? Why you hate me? That's kind of what this is. People are coming and say, hey, we want to have trans, uh, lesbian, gay, all this stuff. And we're like, well, that's actually in the catechism. It's called disordered. And in the Bible, it's condemned in tradition and, you know. Why are you discriminating against me? Why you hate me? No, I don't. I'm not discriminating against you. I'm not hating you. I'm just telling you what our religion is. Why you hate me? See, this is the problem. This is the problem. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm done. Uh, I'll conclude by saying to all our gay, lesbian, bi, trans people who identify for all kinds of things, Jesus loves you, Catholic Church loves you, but Jesus loves you enough to order you, to change you, to transform you, to make you chaste. There's a plan for you. It's in conformity with nature and it's in conformity with divine revelation. That's Catholicism. If you don't like it, that's just Catholicism isn't for you. It's kind of like saying, I'm a scotch drinking Muslim. Look, don't try to change Islam and start a scotch drinking denomination of Islam. They don't want that. That's not part of their tradition and their religion. That's the same thing going on here. All right, we're going to pray Hail Mary for everyone who struggles with Low self-esteem, people who hate their bodies, people who want surgeries, people who want to be polygamous, people, polyamory, I mean, the whole, everything, all right? I don't even know how to name all of them. We're going to pray for everybody. I'm going to pray the Hail Mary, then we'll do the Q&A. Oremus, nomine patris et fidit, spiritus sancti, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum benedicta tu et molieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or per nobis, peccatoribus, nunc eretora mortis nostrae. Amen. Our Lady of Fair Love, pray for us, Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Nomini Patris, et fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. There was one thing I was going to do, but I didn't do it, and that is, I was going to read James Martin's He says St. Joseph is the patron of their LMNOP LGBT outreach ministry, and he has a prayer. i was going to read that prayer. You don't want to hear the prayer. I'm just going to skip it. All right, we're doing Q&A now. And I invite you to uh, leave a question. And when you do, use a question mark, because there's several hundred people here with us live, and it moves really fast. And if you don't use a question mark, I... I'm just my eyes are just watching it kind of go like that. And if there's not a question mark, I don't know to like freeze it and choose yours and talk to you. So if you have a question, uh, please use a question mark. And some of you, some of you slick Spanish speakers have the question mark at the beginning. I love that. Makes it even easier. We should do that. I love I love the question mark at the beginning. It's fantastic. Just a little feature here. Autumn J says, thank God for Dr. Taylor Marshall. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very glad and very thankful that God made me and put me in this world and this life. I'm just grateful. Thank you. Okay, here come the questions. Oh, this is no no good, name taken. Will you be my spiritual advisor? Absolutely not. Why would you want me to be your spiritual advisor? Go find a holy priest. I'm a very flawed man. I'm a guy with a webcam, a dad with a webcam over his garage. Find a holy holy priest. Okay, Elizabeth has this question. Dr. Marshall, any idea what Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, Chicago, is going to do now that Supich shut down their shrine? Uh, I think they've already said they're done in Chicago. I think they're not going to resist Supich. They're just going to say, we're out. We're done. It's very... Sad. It's very sad. So the Latin Mass situation in Chicago is very rough. I think if I lived there, I'd probably, you know, get my bus pass out and go down to Saint uh, Society of Saint Pius the Tenth, because uh, the situation is just not workable with uh, with Cardinal Cupich. Um Before the next question, I did not cover this tweet. This is from James Martin. One of the highlights of my life. I. I felt encouraged, consoled, and inspired by the Holy Father today and his time with me in the middle of a busy day and a busy life seems a clear sign of deep pastoral care for LGBT Catholics and LGBT people worldwide. So that be that. All right, more questions. Thank you, Elizabeth, for your good question. And I think uh, there is not much more to it. Trad Light says, Taylor, will you leave the church and go to the SSPX when the TLM is gone? Uh, I would never leave the church. The church is the mystical body of Christ. And if you leave the church, you forfeit your salvation. Uh, You lose your salvation. So why would, if I'm in Noah's Ark and there's a flood outside, why would I ever jump off the ark and go into the flood? That being said, by attending an SSPX Mass, you do not leave the church. You do not leave the church. That's basic, basic teaching. You can also be married. You have permission to be married by a priest in the, at a society of St. Pius X the priest and chapel. That is currently happening right now. How can that be if it's outside the church? Doesn't make sense. Here's a question. Do you think the Pope has the Holy Spirit? That's not for me to say. I'm not the I'm not the I'm not the Lord Jesus Christ who judges the quick and the dead. I'm just a layman. That would be I think it would be a a sin for me to answer that question. And as you know, I pray for the Pope daily in the Rosary. Dr. D. John, obedience can pre-celebrate the Mass in secret would the Lord approve? Um, Mass priests have said the Mass in secret all over the world and over time. I'd have to know what the conditions of the Secret Mass would be. Uh, A Secret Mass, per se, is not wrong or right. It depends on the conditions of the secrecy. Uh, Gene, my pastor is in the KCHS. Your thoughts? I don't know what that is. I apologize. This is a good question here by Docago. Whoa, big. How... Do I recognize if a priest is truly holy for you to go to confession and receive communion? I understand that many of the priests in our area don't believe in transubstantiation. Well, if you know a priest doesn't believe in transubstantiation, do not go to his Mass because it's probably not valid. You have to have valid, proper material, wheat bread and grape wine, according to the standards of the Church. You must have a validly ordained priest, and he must say the valid form for both the transubstantiate the bread and transubstantiate the wine into the blood all that must be there but he also must have intention if the intention's not there the transubstantiation miracle doesn't happen for example this i think this helps people understand let's say you had a priest over at your house and he was holding a a wheat roll in his hand all right and you're having uh you know you're having some good meat, got a pork chop steak or something like that. He's holding a bread roll. And in the conversation, someone says, uh, where's your body, father? And he's like, well, this is my body. You know, I'm right here. I'm standing right here. This is me right here. This is my body right here. And he's holding a piece of bread. In that conversation, he has no intention of celebrating mass, transubstantiation. He just says the words, this is my body in the midst of a paragraph while holding a piece of bread transubstantiation does not happen. He must be intending to do it. Let's say he's holding a, a solo cup that has some red box wine in it. Right? And he he gets cut. And he's bleeding all over the sidewalk. And someone says, oh my goodness, look at his blood. Whose blood is it? He goes, this is my blood. I just got cut and I... Just because he's holding a red silicone cup of cheap box wine and says, Oh, this is my blood on the ground. That doesn't make transubstantiation. You got to have intention. So if the priest is denying transubstantiation, that's, there's a no go. And then I think for finding a good priest, I think you talk to other people. And I think a good sign of that is sometimes we can discern humility, grace, and sanctity in people. And I think it's very important when you meet those people to say, where do you go to Mass? Who do you go to confession with? Who do you recommend? It's not infallible. It's not foolproof. But find holy people and then find priests based on those referrals for spiritual direction, etc. That's a good question. Okay. Mr. Joshua says, uh, DTM, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall, Father Ripperger thinks chastisement may be one, the way, what's your thoughts? I'm maybe thinking you're the only way. Um, It's not the only way. You know, you read the book of uh, Jonah. God threatens chastisement for the Assyrians. They repent, and the chastisement is not brought upon them. If we repent, if we turn to the Lord, Chastisement is reduced or eliminated. We have to repent. That's part of the message of Fatima. Michael Haynes says, Why is only one mortal sin? Why is it? Here we go. Coming in. Here we go. Why is only one mortal sin capable of keeping a person from going to heaven, no matter how good they have been? I've been throughout their life. It doesn't seem fair, logical, or even moral to me. Whoa, 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 Michael. Nobody, nobody has the right to demand that their soul be filled with divine life and grace by the Holy Ghost and uh, elevated. Thomas Aquinas says deified. Deified to be elevated supernaturally and a partaker, Peter says in 2 Peter, to be a partaker of the divine nature. You could be perfect your whole life, never sin, and that doesn't earn you that privilege. Very important. Saint Augustine wrote a book called uh, De Natura et Grazia on nature and grace where he talks about even if you never sinned, it would not merit you the amazing grace to be filled with the filled with grace, filled with the Holy Spirit, and brought into the beatific vision. Now, you wouldn't go to hell because you haven't done anything wrong, but it would not merit you to go to heaven. Okay, so once we've got that stated, right, heaven, the and I'm not talking about heaven like, oh, you get to eat your favorite pizza and play baseball and all that. That's like Muslim heaven. I'm talking about you are a partaker of the divine nature, right? You are you are in supernatural beatitude and communion with the three divine persons of the Trinity. That's heaven. That's truly heaven. But what is a mortal sin? A mortal sin is breaking the bond of charity between you as a finite, tiny creature, moral creature, and God who is infinite and good. If you break the charity, it's like you're on a phone call, connected with God, and you just say, oh, and you hang up on God. You say, I cancel this call. The relationship, the conversation is over. That's a mortal sin. If you break the bond of charity with God, that's a mortal sin. Any mortal sin, if you are not bound to God by charity, which is love, you are de facto in hell. Now, one thing about hell is, is hell is not equal for everyone. You are punished justly and perfectly for the magnitude and number of your sins customized for your own sinfulness. Right? So, someone who's committed 12 mortal sins will be punished perfectly according to divine wisdom for only those 12 sins. And someone who has done millions of murders, genocides, and all that, they will be punished in accordance with the magnitude and the number of those sins. So it's not just like I committed one mortal sin and I'm, right there, burning next to Hitler for eternity. No, you're being punished. Whatever that amount is, be much less than maybe Hitler down below you or Judas Iscariot. Punished just for that. And that is perfectly just. That is perfectly just. If you rebel, if you sin, you pay the consequence. And let's remember, God is gracious. God is generous. He actively wants all people to be saved. But he doesn't hold a gun to our head and force us, take away our free will, to march us into heaven against our will. He says, no. Only people who choose to be in the beatific vision in heaven get to be there. And if you commit a mortal sin, you choose not to be there. You take your ticket to heaven, you wad it up, you throw it in the trash bin, or throw it on the ground, and then you go and you get another ticket, and it says go into hell, and you take that ticket. And you don't end up in heaven by accident, and you don't end up in hell by accident. It's decided by you. That is Catholicism. No one goes to hell by an accident. They go there on purpose. All right, we're going to do... Just another one or two here. Joe says he's got the Dante profile pick. I like it. Can you do a video with commentary on the Divine Comedy? Oh, my, I've read the entire Divine Comedy. You got The Inferno, uh, Purgatorio, Paradiso. It's long, bro. Joe, that's a long book. Everyone watching the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast, you should read The Divine Comedy. It is excellent. And not just the Inferno, where everybody's in hell getting tortured. I mean, the purgatory part is pretty impressive, and the paradise part. In fact, I think I might like the purgatory part the best of the whole trilogy. It's fantastic, but I don't see myself... Now, maybe I'll do one video on The Divine Comedy. I actually wrote a paper when I was working on my PhD... On the Divine Comedy, the three parts, as it related to Joachim of Fiore, who believed in a triple age of humanity. Uh, Jordan Peterson's really into Joachim of Fiore. Um, actually, I did a YouTube on J- uh, Jordan Peterson and Joachim of Fiore. If you want to go on YouTube and search my name, Taylor Marshall, Jordan Peterson, and Joachim of Fiore, that's J O A C H I M. Um, so maybe I will do one. I do like that book and, uh, but I can't do the whole thing. Boy, that would take forever. All right. One more before we sign off. Uh, Eleanor says, wasn't Peter the first Pope? Surely Jesus intended the papacy. Correct. Catholics teach that Peter is the first Pope. Jesus gave him a new name. His name was Simon. He changed his name to Rock, Kepha, or in Greek, Petros, Peter, Rock. And he gave him the keys, which are symbols of a kingdom, and gave him the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose. And that power that was given to Peter passes on generation to generation to the Bishop of Rome. That's where Peter is buried, underneath the Vatican. Underneath the altar in the Vatican is where Peter is buried, and so the Bishop of Rome is the successor of St. Peter until the end of time. So, yeah, the papacy is not just something that emerged in the medieval era. It goes all the way back to the first century. There's the 12 apostles. And among the 12 apostles is a, is a chief, is a leader, is a supreme bishop, a supreme pontiff. And that is Peter. And that is the papacy all right we'll close down there thanks for watching make sure you're praying your rosary every day if you don't pray the rosary you're not on the team you see these stories you get frustrated pray the rosary pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team read the bible every day find a traditional latin mass ask your friends go online put in your zip code put in your city your town your state your country type in traditional latin mass fraternity of saint peter find it Go and experience it. Read your Bible every day. I have a plan. Uh, you can get that at NewStThomas.com. NewStThomas.com. I help you read through the whole Bible. I've also got online courses there. I go through every book of the Old Testament, every book of the New Testament, and guide you through it from a Catholic point of view, reading the Church Fathers, the Popes, the Magisterium, if you want access to that, if you want help, go to NewStThomas.com. I'm there to help you. All right, and then again, thanks to all the Patreons for getting all this new stuff going on. We got uh, all these new things. It's fantastic. Look at that. So special thanks to all the Patreons. If you want to support this channel and help me out, go to patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. Patreon.com forward slash D.R. Taylor Marshall. People have said, Hey, on Patreon, are you in there every day talking? No. Patreon is just a way for you to support this podcast and my writings. If you want to be in contact, come to a live video. Join New St. Thomas Institute at NewStThomas.com, etc. But uh, Patreon.com is not a place where I interface uh, daily. It's just a way to support the channel. I just want to make that clear. All right, thanks for watching, and remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and God speak. Saint Philomena, pray for us.